swords with handle art to spar trolls and charge tolls to cross roads with bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest of stores from legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's horse. a grand theft of elk scrolls simon's quest with toe and earl rock shoes to ever clue easter eggs and gaming news the potus needs some bad dudes to crash crew like bandicoot all shit a game in english control issues Control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is a dub. You can find us at control issues.com. That dash is a hyphen. You can go to Twitter at my control issues is the handle. Also, go on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure. And make sure you go to your podcast provider, wherever that may be, wherever that may lie. And you get control issues. You download it, you subscribe to it, you rate it, you view it. AMC, what's going on, man? Ah, uh, man, this cat is like bothering me for some reason right now. <laughs> Meowing to get in the room, comes in and then just stares at me and continues to meow. And because you haven't bought Stray yet, <laughs> you need to yeah, get on that. He's like, why do you not own Stray? They made a cat game and you don't want to play it? What the fuck is that all about? Like, this is the time when we could really come together and bond over something. Yeah. <laughs> you're just, you're not doing your part. They made the kitty game. <laughs> Oh man, um, yeah. Other than that, game for kitty man. <laughs> kitty man. Yeah, not much going on this week. Um, your boy got into. Uh, I got into a new anime. That being well, not new, but you know, I finally got into the anime. And that being mm. Demon Slayer, it is absolutely awesome. Uh, I applaud your effort there. I've been talking it up. I'm glad you finally took the plunge, and now you see the greatness that I've had to hold within <laughs> for so long. Oh, it's so good. It's a uh, yeah, as I was saying to you in a pre-show, it's 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 nice to just get introduced to another great thing and just like have another reason to be like why the people who try to make a case against the fact that there's like nothing out there, there's no content, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever content they consume is, you know, it's not pure because the industry has gotten gotten to it. It's like, well, you, there's a hundred other things that you could be experiencing right now that are also awesome. And I feel like a lot of people you know poo-poo animes because they just look at it as that waifu shit yeah. and if they were it'll, to actually it'll never be like it was <laughs> yeah like i had somebody actually like you know because i'm all about that anime like i was watching Naruto and like a couple of like you know couple friends like came over and while like uh the wife not like you know the the friend's wife and i were in the garage smoking a bowl <laughs> and she <laughs> She's, she's, like, she's like yeah like that Naruto show looks pretty good like it's not like a show I would get into but like do you have any animes that like you would recommend and then like I'm like oh well and they're like yeah but then you know like they can't be like corny and I'm like well you have to get over that first and then I could recommend yeah, 100 animes anime. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like it's like part of what's great about anime is like the heart and soul that goes into every action and like dialogue like they're just everything is like their heart is on the line <laughs> like it's like yeah. it's there <laughs> it's about integrity yeah <laughs> it's about compassion <laughs> exactly. it's about truth 
<laughs> yeah, like it's like it, if you don't understand that, it's like if you're one of those people that's like, I need everything to be to have a dark sense of humor, or like I can't get into it. It has to all be tongue in cheek. Then it's like, yeah, you're not going to get into anime. But if you open that part, if you open up that part of like your of yourself, then you could like witness some of the greatest like just one action, but story, dialogue, philosophy, just everything collected in one place. And if you let your inner child out of the trundle bed for just a minute, yeah. <laughs> you probably enjoy something that isn't depressing and morally bankrupt. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah, um, yeah, getting in the demon soul, like that's demon souls, demon slayer. It's absolutely same, amazing. Same. <laughs> the characters are all great. It's uh it's good to also like, you know, watching my hero and watching Attack on Titan, I mean, it's, it's it's a little different, but but watching those shows, like I, I am missing my my samurai anime. Mm -hmm. And so to get get that back in my life, like the you know, with the uh um with like, you know, everything that is great about set like that feudal Japan, just medieval style of handling business and everything that, that comes with it, it's it's good and I'm absolutely loving it. But hey, Deb, what do you what do you think about my boys Zenitsu and Inosuke? <laughs> Zenitsu and Inosuke. I don't know if uh... Bo the boarhead guy. Oh, is that the the one who like brought him the sword? <laughs> the the one with the two swords. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all, always mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely great, absolutely great. And then, um, uh, and then Zenitsu, I think uh, Zenitsu's the the orange haired kid. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Uh, also great. Also he's great. hilarious. He's too. He's way too much. But he's hilarious. Yeah, I'm at the point now where I still. I'm. I'm at the point where I don't know any of the characters' names really, other than was it Tanjiro? <laughs> like my, I, uh, yeah, I, Tanjiro Hado. <laughs> yeah, like I remember it took me like a couple seasons to like get all the characters' names of my hero down. Goddamn. Yeah, there's just so many. Yeah, um, I get it. Yeah, and, and then, also, um, also just what, Japanese names, so names you don't hear too often. What did you think of the Hashire? What is Hashire? The the elite demon slayers. I don't think I've met them yet. If That's not, weird because yeah. you you made it to the city. Yeah, so maybe you maybe I've seen all that. Yeah, I don't. Know, maybe not where I'm at. Maybe because I just got to the city, they introduced them like a little after that. Or maybe I'm just maybe I just don't remember the order of events of everything. Yeah. But the show is great. All the characters that I've met have come across. I enjoyed seeing, you know, just that. It's always great in like that first season of an anime, seeing the uh, was it the selection process, like the exams, <laughs> mm -hmm. and like that's they introduce you to some characters. But then also you get to see, like you know, just the the, the early onset of like the skills and then the variations between the mm -hmm. skills and things along those lines. Um, enjoyed that entire process, like. I remember the first time, I think it was uh like it was a Yu Haka show. It was like one of the first times I saw oh. one of those those examinations where like it's like here's here's the trials and then you like you start to see each character is like uh what defines them and kind of relates to their personality within like their specific skill set. My and, man cool bar. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah. Um how about you? How how's your week been? Uh week has not been bad. Things going good at work. It's hot as balls, but I got two ACs, so I ain't tripping that much. Uh, just knocking out shows left and right. Just barreled through Sandman, and that really took me by surprise. I, I went in with no expectations. Immediately just fell in love with the characters. The dude who plays Sandman is fucking man. Yes. <laughs> just his, 
his whole look and the facial expressions that he hits people with sometimes is just like this dude knows what he's doing. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like cheering for his face sometimes. But yeah, it, it tells an excellent story. Has outstanding characters. It's it's just so original in what it in what it depicts and how it goes about it. It introduces a lot of like concepts and things that you know we've come to accept as the norm and taken for granted. You know, a lot of things are typically done the same way in other properties, but like their depiction of death and Lucifer and you know desire and and despair and all these things are just like okay this is different and it it's it, it's just refreshing so i'm totally going to be pulling the trigger on the graphic novels sooner or later and yeah that's awesome i started uh the man who fell to earth and you know can't go wrong with she would tell agent four and naomi harris two of my favorite actors was immediately hooked from the moment that show started so i'm going to be finishing that very quickly also started lock and key which i, I know that's another adaptation of a graphic novel which i also hesitated to pull the trigger on but after watching the show i think i'm going to get into it it's man it's it's good <laughs> i like it personally i don't know i can't speak for anybody else that's why i'm not going to tell you what to buy i'm not going to tell you what to watch i'm going to just tell you <laughs> what i bought and what i watch and if you share similar interests as your boy if you share the same proclivities then maybe you'll get into that stuff too who knows? We might even bond over. But yeah, I'm just enjoying this this golden age of content that we live in. In the words of Bo Burnham, who just put out uh, inside outtakes, which are the the B roll of his inside special, and I think it is equally, if not better, than inside. That man is an absolute genius. Uh, yeah, I I can't speak highly of Bo Burnham enough. So yeah, there's. Tons of stuff out there. There's other movies I'm going to watch. Office Invasion, which is a movie that just popped up on Netflix. Sometimes they just get these weird movies <laughs> that are awesome. Uh, watch Prey. Uh, I don't know if we talked about that last week. Yeah, yeah, you but yeah, last week. yeah. I love that movie. Can't speak highly of that enough. And yeah, man, it's just week after week, just more stuff, new shit, better stuff. <laughs> better yeah, I was gonna shit. say like like just us speaking on like how much great content there is out there it's kind of something to to note for like gamers because right now there is kind of this like you know this ongoing dialogue especially with some of the uh delays that we'll be bringing up today but like just the idea that like oh there's there's not a lot of games coming out right now and you can see that in some of the news and some of the stories that are rising to the top of the news cycles mm -hmm. of just based off of like gamers and their reactions to certain things and it's just a reminder like you know, if there's nothing to play, you don't have to just sit there and bitch about it. You can just go and watch something else. You don't have to just, you know, stay within the gaming space and just complain until something finally comes out. You can just watch a TV show or, or, or go outside. <laughs> and, you know, it's not always about the next thing. Maybe you can use this time to look back and go revisit some stuff that you liked before. Maybe try out some stuff that you missed along the way. Or maybe try something that you normally wouldn't have played and give it a like, shot. <laughs> like Cult of the Lamb. Yeah. <laughs> like Returnal. <laughs> Got it on. Uh, that, that granny game. Uh, <laughs> Dude, right. na Naive came over and I was showing him Returnal. He's like, are you playing that granny game? It's like, first of all, how did you come up with that? 
yourself because I know you don't keep up with gaming news. <laughs> what, what, the world are you what the yeah. are you <laughs> Who are you? What's your username? <laughs> you son of a bitch. Have we argued. <laughs> and speaking of, like, I remember the first time like I met the internet in real life uh, was at the uh, comic book store, and it was actually when I first heard about like Sandman. And I was I went to the comic book store and I asked like the the guy at the front desk I was like oh yeah like I was thinking about like getting into Sandman like um, I, I saw you don't really have any of the graphic novels like would you order them in and literally this is money that this person could be making and the response from the comic store owner was well I mean yeah I could order it but you know like it's really like like girls are into it. <laughs> and, I was like, and i was like wait so does that mean it's bad <laughs> and he's like i just just letting you know <laughs> so are you not trying to do business right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so like, i need so to go to your competitor or you what? don't like money because <laughs> <laughs> you're worried that i might get into a girl so <laughs> a girl a girl comic but yeah I'm, that getting, was like, I'm getting better at <laughs> saying that kind of stuff to people in real time is like yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> do you not you want my money <laughs> you don't want to do this <laughs> 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 like, I didn't come here for your personal opinion I came here for Sam <laughs> yeah it was just yeah like that was just like that was the first time where I was like wait what like <laughs> I thought this was the comic book store not the <laughs> shitty opinion store <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah oh god Speaking of shitty opinions and, and things of those likes, we have news a dub. We have topics of the week. Yeah, <laughs> we will give you that troll of the week. I'm I'm sorry, I'll be silly. <laughs> I know. This is I, I love I love this time. I get to spin with you. We get to talk about games and content in general. This is uh, this show has been going on for a long time. It's I one know. of the best things I have going in my life. <laughs> when I go when I go like a couple weeks, like I was uh. We, you know, we missed like a few weeks of uh, recording and Marissa noticed like I was getting irritable and she's like, why are you like, like, why are you getting so irritable? And I was like, I have all these opinions that like, I just need to get out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I haven't been able to just put on, you know, put on audio so that I can just release them to nobody. <laughs> like, no, it's just, it's the idea just to, to get it out of my head. I, I just need to discuss it. And I can't, like, there's nobody in the world that I can discuss video games with in a way that isn't, uh, What's the word like cathartic? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, uh, we have thousands and thousands of listeners. People no, 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 I know. It's just more the fact that just those dedicated fans. Yeah, um, but yeah, let's, let's get into these topics of the week. Top topics of the week. All right, Adub, you want to lead off? Hell yeah! What's getting delayed first? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah this, this episode is going to have a pretty, pretty uniform theme. <laughs> Uh, so i'll just get right into it marvel's midnight suns delayed once again <laughs> possibly to next year yeah. uh take two says it's coming before the end of fiscal year and that concludes in march 31st so it's possible that the game could still slip into this year it's also it could slip into next year uh, let me see in their earnings call they said they delayed the game to ensure the teams that for access games and 2k delivered the best possible experience for their fans it's expected to arrive later this fiscal year which means sometime before march 
2023. Additionally, only PC, PS4, and Xbox Series X and S players will be able to jump in on that date. The PS4, Xbox One, and Switch version, I'm sure they meant PS5 and Series X. All right, Rebecca Valentine, we got it over at IGN. We got to check your check your right. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the current gen versions are coming out first, and then the last gen versions are coming out sometime later. I don't think I've ever seen a staggered launch like that, so that'll definitely be a first. Uh, speaking to Take Two CEO Strauss Zelnick, he reiterated that the second delay was due to a search for quality and a great deal of confidence that we have a wonderful title on our hands and we want to make sure it's as good as it can possibly be. Um, he was also asked if there was any concern that Midnight Suns would dip out of the fiscal year a second time. And he says, I'm not concerned about that. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> so, you know, this was a game I was personally looking, personally looking forward to. I mean, you have Marvel, that's just an automatic interest grabber and then card-based combat as well as tactical turn-based so you know i was extremely excited about it i'm still going to be extremely excited about it however that excitement is going to have to be doled out over a longer period of time amc how are you processing this um yeah yeah i would yeah it's unfortunate i was actually really looking forward to this game i wanted it to come out this year um but you know if it's to get a better quality game, I, I always stand by. Yeah, I just keep delaying it. Also, there's just so much that I haven't played that I'm also looking forward to playing that it's not the biggest deal when one game gets delayed because I have so much else to just jump right into. Oh, um, so much. Yeah, just so many games. Yeah, but this is one of those ones that I am really looking forward to because of the fact that the nature of it being a card battler and a like, you know, in, in a tactical turn-based style of game. Uh, there's so much going there and working, you know, in its favor as far as, like, what I enjoy in playing a game. On top of all that, it's Marvel with some characters that you don't see often in every Marvel game with, like, Blade and Doctor Strange and, and everybody else. So, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. With that uh, chain Star. whip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was it? Was it? Oh, Johnny Blaze. Johnny, Johnny Blaze. Blaze. I love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, so much going on there that I, I wanted to come out really bad, but I also wanted to come out really well. And so if that means delaying it to get it right, I have no problem with that. And it just, it seems to be like also just a sign of the times. Like I, I really think uh, a lot of studios are still adjusting to, you know, just developing in the age of COVID. Um also on top of that, you know, we're seeing with the the numbers of like, like game sales and how the the industry is kind of adjusting to the fallout of you know people now having um, now being able to like just go out and was it experience life <laughs> and with that they're not gaming as much as they used to be and so um, what we did discuss last week but like what we found in MPD is at least they're saying that the um, as far as the, the sales are down, if you compare year over year, but they're above pre-pandemic levels, which means mm -hmm. that it's growing, but there's also, you know, just an adjustment period of like what we were expecting to happen when everybody started gaming because people couldn't go out to now the people who are left over from that. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if that's also somewhat affecting maybe like from the industry standpoint of like, you know, we don't have to get a game out right now if we're seeing, you know, this like this little bit of drop off like let's wait maybe things will pick back up also there's a little bit of inflation so 
we're seeing that at least with uh take two's like earnings um and, and this is actually a take two property <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that they uh they also said that um that entertainment isn't um you know recession proof or you know outside the um, effects of inflation and they're seeing that a drop of sales because of that and so i from their perspective also they might see it as like hey during this downtime there's no need to rush out this game and so if we need to delay it to get it better uh maybe that works out in our favor when uh things maybe things start to bounce back by early next year and so yeah um there's there's a lot of like i guess reasons for this and because of that I'm a little more accepting of the delay, though. Yeah, it still amazes me that when everybody is locked inside and there's nothing to do, they turn to gaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just like, it, I, I mean, I, it's, I don't really know what to say about that other than, like, deep down, everybody's a gamer. <laughs> it just needs those special circumstances by which your inner gamer can can finally come out of the shadows. So yeah, it's like you know. it's it has to be, you know, it's that idea of like even with like weed and all that stuff. And it's funny because like those two communities kind of can go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. But it's it's that the stigma of it, I think, is that is what keeps people back. It's like oh, that's that's kid shit <laughs> or mm-hmm. whatever. And, oh, you're playing with toys. Yeah, exactly. And like, I think it's like also like, yeah, like when people like kind of push back against, you know, like like Marvel or whatever, and you're just like, <laughs> oh, it's just 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 superhero shit. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, I think it, it's 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 that that turning that turning away that turning in the nose towards it. It's they need the with the pandemic they got a uh what is it like a, a like a, a hall pass to like yeah. you know i can i can do this because it's okay like almost yeah. like i'm gonna eat this comfort food because everything sucks right now <laughs> but then, i can't like, go anywhere i can't do anything so yeah so it's i need okay. something <laughs> and it's also just kind of like that idea it's like people they see other people are doing it and then they start doing it it's like oh everybody's buying toilet paper i'm gonna start buying toilet paper and then it's like oh people are going back out again I'm gonna start going back out again, and it's it's just like <laughs> people yeah. are te- people are tearing each other's masks off. Oh, tear somebody's mask off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean we we discussed it with like just some of like the trolling opinions. It's just people just reiterating the same shit, but then they're mm. acting like they're the first person to have that opinion. That's yeah. like the uh, that's a little bit of the hypocrisy behind a lot of that, but it's just, it's kind of hilarious. Like when when you see it actively play out, like just the snowball effect, but the snowball effect of like mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So this is this is un- oh yeah, sorry, sorry. This is yeah, this is unfortunate. It's the one of the latest in a string of high profile delays. At the same token, and I gotta make sure this is said at <laughs> a reasonable point in the show. 2023 is about to be the greatest year in video game history, as well as the official kickoff of current gen, next gen. Like, we're finally going to start seeing what this gen is all about next year. And yeah, it's just this growing list of games that we're going to be enjoying. Like, not only is it going to be the greatest year in gaming history, but it's also going to be the year of. I just don't have enough time. <laughs> There's just going to be too many. So many games are going to be missed by so many people next year because it's just physically impossible to play all of the titles that are going to be worth playing. 
yeah and like kind of on the on the what you're saying along that idea of like it will be true like you know next gen games or whatever i guess current whatever we're talking we're calling it these days um in that like with the announcement of like you know the delay of midnight suns they said that the was it the ps4 or not the ps4 the ps5 the ps the xbox series and the pc version will all be coming out whatever like later this fiscal year or at the end but they said that the um the last gen version so the ps4 xbox one those will be those were released at a later date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just, I don't know, there it's like more signs that companies are kind of looking at the last gen, like cross gen as like, I, I guess we got to do this, but we're, we're no longer giving any type of priority <laughs> to that release, which is like also a good sign that like the focus is now on trying to get these next gen games out in the best way possible. Starting to distance themselves from that old hardware. Yeah. Yeah, let's get into <laughs> our next topic of the yeah, week. Topic, topic of the, of the week. week. Yeah. Um. Speaking of delays, a dub. This is kind of a low key delay with a release date announcement and that coming to Hogwarts Legacy a dub. What we have learned is that Hogwarts Legacy will be will be released on February tenth, two thousand twenty three. Gosh darn. Yeah, so this uh coming by way of Hogwarts Legacy's Twitter profile. Hogwarts Legacy will launch on February 10, 2023 for PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. The Nintendo Switch launch date will be revealed soon. The team is excited for you to play, but we need a little more time to deliver the best possible game experience. And that's how you announce a delay a dub <laughs> is you don't acknowledge it, but you kind of say like, yeah, we need time, but you don't acknowledge it. Um and the only reason why we know that there was a delay is because the original plan was for the game to release in holiday 2022. And so being that it got pushed to February of next year, we got a slight, you know, two month delay. Not not a big deal, but not a massive deal. just another reason to point out why 2023 is going to be uh, a, just a massive year. Um, I know this is this is one of those games that people weren't sure to think of. There's, you know, there's the controversy of will you support or do you do you get by, if you buy this game are you supporting jk rowling <laughs> and her turf you question but then like if you take yourself out if you remove yourself from that there's actually like a pretty good game here and um yeah i mean w- what are your thoughts uh where are you at with this game what are your thoughts of the delay and all that good stuff i i it's it has one of those rare characteristics of being that dream game like in the same vein as the Final Fantasy VII remake, uh, Duke Nukem Forever, you know, not comparing success and quality, but just the idea of these games that people have wanted and and spoken about, yet they just never seem to show up on a company's roster. And then Hogwarts Legacy gets revealed, and not only is it a Harry Potter game, but it's big budget. It looks like it takes itself extremely seriously. It's going to be packed with content. It looks absolutely stunning. It lets you create your own wizard. You're going to be going through Hogwarts. You're going to get through the sorting hat. You're going to go in your different dorms. (laughs) (laughs) Going to be a Hufflepuff or a Gryffindor. (laughs) So it's, yeah, it, it's an awesome game. It, like it's, I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad that they're pushing it back to give it exactly the amount of time it needs. It's also a cross-gen title, and it's going to be, so it's it's going to be great for the people. It's going to be great for it. it's something that I won't be on 
day one at some point I might get into it because it does look like a very competent, well put together game. And, you know, the delay doesn't do anything for me. I, I don't have any feelings about delays. You know, it's it sucks, but it's necessary. So I'd rather them put out the best game possible than to put something on the market that's going to hurt the first impressions of the game with the community because we all know people never forget a game's launch. So you want to get that shit right because that will color that will color the the tone of how your game is regarded for years to come. You know, they're making the best decision. How about yourself? Uh yeah, no, I agree. Uh everything here. This is uh for me personally, this is a game that uh, I just I've never really gotten into Harry Potter, just uh the franchise itself. I watched it. And I believe movie. the movies came off of HBO Max. Oh, did they? Uh, I'll have to double check that, but I recall seeing something like uh, Harry Potter movies going away. Yeah, um, yeah, I only watched like I think like one of the movies in the theaters, and I don't even remember that movie. Um, and yeah, I just never got into it. Uh, Marissa, she read the book; she enjoys, she enjoyed it. I think she watched the movies as well. But um, yeah, it's just never personally been a franchise that I've been into, and because of that, there's not a personal big excitement to play the game. But um, I mean, if I hear about if I hear it's a great game, then maybe I'll, I'll give it a shot just because, you know, I have a uh, ever natural like liking towards like mages, magic and mm-hmm. all, all that, all that good goodness of like fantasy. Um, and so that that alone can maybe pull me in. And especially from an aspect of like it's something that you get in like animes from the from the from the perspective of like mage schooling because like most most games that you would get like you would play or whatever it's kind of like you're just a mage and then if there's any type of like mage academy it's like you show up and you buy spells (laughs) and that's like that's the extent of like your mage academy interaction and so it's just a set piece (laughs) yeah 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 and so the idea that there's a game that's centered around that aspect of the game like the actual like learning and the carrying out of tasks to become like a better wizard um from that from that perspective that is something that i would enjoy playing and so from that alone that is um something that i'm going to keep my eye on because i i love a good uh system where like you go to school and you have your daily activities and then you also have to go and fuck some people up on the side exactly. <laughs> uh, i mean that'd be that'd be an awesome like just my hero style of game or like <sighs> it's, it's you like going to the school and then you going to like your your studies and then doing like uh you know, doing the the patrol work as like you're learning like your skills, doing and, your work study with your provisional yeah, license, yes, <laughs> and then you eventually graduate from there, and then you're you're working your way up that that hero ladder as like you take down like major bosses, just like and, and that's that's like the type of game that's like made with like that's made to have like a a, a nemesis style system. Um, yeah, because oh man, I was talking <laughs> about the nemesis system not too long ago online. Is like. It, that's it's also the perfect kind of thing you could put in a Batman game. So instead of you showing up in Gotham with the super villains running wild, you just show up to Gotham. You're brand new Batman, but you're you're in Gotham. It's burning, and you're just taking care of street crime. But as you're taking care of street crimes, you're encountering people who will eventually start making their rise as super villains but it all depends on how when or if you engage them. so you never know who it is or what that starting point is it's just that nemesis system takes that 
it's like, okay, now he did this. Now he's going to go down this path. Next thing you know, it's the fucking Riddler. <laughs> and then the Riddler just shows up. <laughs> like it's, it's not like it's a, it's not even a story mission. It's not even a side mission. It's just the dude shows up and like though the crimes that he would randomly commit start becoming more Riddler-esque. And they grow and grow into the more advanced stages of his villainy until you know finally foiled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so thinking about that, and like with my hero, that that's how you could have like you could have the villains also like you're fighting them, but when they lose, they kind of they level up, they go do other villain shit. <laughs> mm -hmm, yeah. <laughs> oh man, it. Too. And it's almost like two games if you do it that way because you have the school side, but then eventually you either get out of school or you're like, Fuck, I, gotta, I gotta be on these streets. <laughs> and, then, and then you become like, you get your own agency, you get a sidekick. <laughs> you team up with another agency. You get your man Kotsky. Oh. <laughs> uh. uh. Man, what WB, what the hell are you doing sitting <laughs> on what is arguably the the most revolutionary mechanic that has been made in like the last decade? Yeah, I feel like the, the promise of the Nemesis system is something that like everybody's just waiting on. Like you you gave us a taste and it's been trapped on was it Mordor? <laughs> yeah. Shadows, the shadows of franchise. <laughs> it's like and everybody's excited for it because it's like there's so much potential and we haven't seen it i know that i don't know if it's the fact that like it's copywritten and so we haven't seen other you know other studios try to do their own version of it but it's it's just weird that it's just it's buried on that console on that game in that franchise um and it can go in any game yeah <laughs> Instantly making them better and just more more dynamic and nuanced than they ever could be, it's especially since it would help help them become more faithful to the source material. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, what do I know? I make a podcast. I don't make it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what else you got, A-Dub, in the next topic of the week? Topic of the week. All right. We're going to get his... his I don't know how to set this up. <laughs> oh, you mean discuss the, the trailer? Or you... Yeah, we're going to talk about that. So, <laughs> so basically, yeah, we're all up on what's going on with Square Enix and their roster of upcoming games. Forspoken being one of those titles that was delayed. And it should be, I believe it's what, coming out in January. And recently, they put out a little... 30 second marketing trailer you know just focused on some of the key dialogue that we've all come to know and love from previous trailers so it isn't like it's anything terribly new or different than what we've already seen however the internet does what the internet do <laughs> and they took that trailer and they had just been parrying parodying it into the ground so uh without recapping the dialogue itself I'm sure you guys all know Forspoken has caught, got a lot of flack for its main character, who's played by Ella Belinska, who's in the Resident Evil series. I believe she was also in some other stuff, of which I don't know. She's kind of new in my sphere of celebrities and actors that I keep track of. So, you know, I, 
I enjoyed her in Resident Evil. I'm looking forward to her portrayal as Frey in Forspoken. However, the rest of the internet is <laughs> <laughs> not terribly charmed with her. Uh, Forspoken has been poked at for its quote-unquote cringy dialogue. Everything <laughs> is cringe, though. Everything's cringe. Everything's it's, cringe. Everything's mid. <laughs> even cringe itself <laughs> is yeah. cringe at this point. But yeah, so... It, this 30-second snippet has got some key dialogue along the lines of, so let me get this straight. I'm somewhere that's not a, what I would call Earth. I'm seeing freaking dragons. And, oh, yeah, I'm talking to a cuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if you know Forspoken Dialogue. So people have been parodying it. And let me see if I can find one of the parodies. So somebody did a Metal Gear Rising Revengeance parody. Like, so let me get this straight. I'm somewhere that's not what I would call Liberia. I'm seeing freaking cyborgs. And oh, yeah, I'm talking to a blade wolf. Yeah, okay, that's something I do now. <laughs> <laughs> See, got Metroid. Uh, I'm in freaking space. Isn't that loony? I got to find a Metroid, whatever that means. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So a lot of that stuff, there's a Kratos one. And, you know, I, I'm not going to get into it because I don't like to <laughs> participate or condone <laughs> yeah, this kind of shit. One. Yeah, the Kratos. <laughs> All right, the Kratos. Well, let me see. Where did he go? Where did he go? Obviously, I can actually watch. I'm a son. <laughs> Kratos sports with something like that. <laughs> I got a boy. <laughs> got <a> boy. <laughs> Who me? Yeah, I'm a freaking god. As it turns out, shit, I'm all about that axe life. That handsome devil next to me. Fam, that's literally my boy. He can thank me for his good looks and formative trauma. It's not easy fighting heckin' Vikings, but honestly, being a parent, Ragnaroks. <laughs> <laughs> there are several, but there, but there are a lot of those lines. So, you know, people, internet, doing what the internet does. It's yeah. just rekindling that yeah. cauldron of hate around this game before anyone's actually experienced anything it has to offer. We're hearing remarks, of course, about the dialogue, about it being woke, and we all know what that really means. Uh, in addition, just going, it's, it's okay when people troll about the things that we know and can see, but trolling is known to take fucking yoga master level stretches to try to go for something that they can't reasonably attain. So uh, a common criticism of games before they've launched <laughs> that's becoming, you know, the major target point these days is, oh, I don't like the way the story is going. The story looks stupid. Uh, the story, it's like, hold on, bro. We all know how marketing works. They're not showing you anything that's happening in the late game. They're not even showing you any interconnected events or sequences of dialogue. They're showing you early game stuff. They're just showing you snippets. You've seen like a collective 30 minutes of this game and you're making judgments of the story that you haven't experienced once or to any meaningful extent. This is a game that's going to be spanning dozens of hours and that's what we're saying, but you know, it's all nonsense. So. We know where this is going, and we know what this is about. <laughs> we got troll of the week, troll of the week, troll of the week, troll of the week. Wait, 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 wait. I mean, I don't know. Like, wait, where are you? 
how do you how do you you know what this is actually a uh this is a good point at a good time i was i was thinking about rolling out a a, a, seg- a segment every week where i just roll it into one of the topics of the week where oh. i'd have you answer basically three questions so this is oh this, i like this this is, this is a good time to do it a dub for for spoken and let's 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 discuss when it releases the reaction to it so the the three the three things are what's likely to happen what what might happen kind of like so what's likely and it maybe is like mm, a little out of left field mm-hmm. and then what if is completely out of left field and <laughs> so when forespoken comes out what is what do you what do you think is likely to to be the reception of the game well i mean that's that's a two-pronged answer because the people who have already entrenched themselves on hating the game and wanting it to fail they're just going to dig their heels in they're going to grab any negative review they can find like oh this is the real review <laughs> and go with that shit um the other prong is that it's more than likely going to be a competent good game that's has plenty of content and might just tell a very interesting story uh, it's more than likely going to be received well well enough for it to be successful and to possibly get a sequel much to the chagrin of people who refuse to accept the idea that hey maybe you shouldn't have judged it so damn soon uh what might happen maybe it's not a good game (laughs) (laughs) i highly doubt that but you know that possibility is already there so it might not be a good game and then all the people who put all their chips on number 17 on the roulette table may score their big win like see i i told you called it it's gonna be a lot of called it if it ends up not being a good game uh and what was the third question but what if (laughs) what what if it's a 10 out of 10 (laughs) oh you will never hear the answer (laughs) (laughs) like that if it ends up number one if it ends up being a 10 out of 10, like I think the entire internet will just short circuit because <laughs> nobody will be able to understand how to process that except for the people who either kept an open mind or who had genuine interest in the game and play it for what it is, being able to see like, yep, this is fucking 10, this shit's awesome. And then of course the people who hated on it and wanted it to fail will likely be like, if if this shit is a ten out of ten, the gaming is is definitely in a bad place. It's a sad reflection of the state of gaming, where this this woke bullshit. <laughs> 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 Uh, there's no way you mean to tell me this is as good as ocarina of time and the last of us (laughs) like apparently (laughs) apparently it is so that's just what you're going to have to learn how to digest deal with like what's the problem with something that you don't personally like or decided you personally don't like with no prior experience whatsoever but what is what's wrong with something different also being a masterpiece doesn't that mean that hey there's more than one way to make a great game hey there's more stuff that you can play and have an almost guaranteed great time hey maybe developers are actually getting better at their jobs so like that's something to celebrate a 10 is not something to question or lament or use as ammunition as to oh 
the sad state of gaming. Gaming is as great as it's ever been. So I I hope to God <laughs> this game. I wanted to get nines across the board. If that happens, because I just know how people will react. They will have a meltdown if this game is better than they expect it to be. Um, I'm sure it'll at least get. Um, it'll. I mean, it won't go below a seven. I'm sure solid eights are about where it'll rest. But I, I want this shit to be nice across the board just to see how people react. Oh <laughs> uh, man, uh, do do you also want to answer questions or uh, how does this segment work? Oh, uh, no, that was it. That was it right there. Um, but I, I think that was like perfect. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> how I'd want it to go. Is what's what's most likely because you think about it, most likely, like you were saying in the pre-show, probably eight out of ten. I could see that being like it's a it's a good game. Isn't perfect, but it's in it. Like you could, there's fun to be had there, despite like the, the possibility prices. of it not being a good game is solo. Mm. Square knows how to make good games. It's. <laughs> Yeah. You think they're going to put all that time and marketing energy behind something that's not going to be good? Especially when all the the criticism has to do with, you know, character, mm-hmm. tone, writing. Like none of it. I've never. I haven't really seen a ton other than maybe like, oh, it looks empty. But yeah. like as far as like the action, like I don't think people have really complained about it at all. Um, and so the gameplay itself might be fun enough, and then it just comes down to, yeah, if you're if you're okay with like the writing and the story, yada yada yada. But out, outside of that, yeah, so that's like that's a perfect setup for like an eight out of ten. And then the maybe is like, well, maybe like the game ends up being like you know like empty. Not not a ton to do there. The action, the progression is kind of meh, and then the story is meh. And so it comes out like a 7 out of 10. Mm-hmm. And then the what if, though, is like, you know, what if they, they hit it out of the park and mm-hmm. like this actually just ends up being a really fun game with a great with great progression, uh, interesting narrative, and we already know that the gameplay could be re- really good. Um, and it all comes together in a way that's a very, like, a very good packaged video game and so yeah like that and that's yeah that's exactly how i want that segment to go because it's for some reason so divisive that you kind of have to cut through the the bullshit and then be like look this is what's likely going to happen with this game <laughs> yeah um, i mean let's let's be real here yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i i got some folks who don't want to be real uh, <laughs> they want to be fake yeah uh, they want to hate yeah. They want to troll. They got to show blood weak. weak. Show yeah, we, weak. we already took them. <laughs> <laughs> First show says, this dialogue is cringe as fuck. Next troll, if you still have faith in Square, then that's on you. The Final Fantasy XIV team is cool, but everything else is garbage now. Everything else is garbage. Uh, didn't Guardians of the Galaxy do pretty well? And found its audience on on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, people wanted to write it off. Oh, it doesn't it doesn't look like it's it's doing much? Oh, it doesn't look like the team combat's really really that good. Well, oh, the dialogue, uh. <laughs> all all the same shit we hear all the time. Ended up being a good game. One of the better Marvel games out. One of the only good Marvel games outside of Insomniac <laughs> that's come around. So, you know, that's a win. That's good for everybody. <laughs> Let's celebrate. Next show says, Scalebound died, and we get this travesty instead. What? What does Scalebound have to do <laughs> with Forspoken? Like, did Platinum was 
was Platinum Games working with Square and Microsoft? I don't know. This seemed like a, a left field troll. Next one says, it's known that this game's dialogue has always been cringe. Known. It's known. <laughs> the the snippets they heard of early game dialogue. Uh-huh. Don't know about the rest of the game. Don't know how the story is going to go. Don't know where it's going to take them. It's cringe. Metro says, it's like an Ubisoft game with the cringy dialogue. <laughs> Do you think these people are just walking around just uh, uh, yeah, yeah, cringe, <laughs> every yeah. time they hear or see something? Uh, uh, cringe. Yeah. <laughs> Next show says, this may be the first game I avoid because of the dialogue alone. Sounds insufferably bad. Dudes are making judgments of entire games <laughs> spanning mm-hmm. dozens of hours because of 30 seconds of dialogue. Next troll says, I can see why it's been delayed so many times. The dialogue freaking awful, but I bet it's too late now. But I hope the game is good. <laughs> a little optimism at the yeah, end of yeah. storm. <laughs> <laughs> a little volumetric god ray through that shit cloud. Oh, man. So uh, why would a game be delayed because of its dialogue? I don't think that's ever happened, ever. Like it, It's written. It's recorded. <laughs> that's what it is. Last troll says This game just reeks of bad voice acting Bad writing And juvenile story (laughs) You don't know what the story is (laughs) (laughs) You know the setup You know the starting point You know the circumstances You don't know the story This is the same deal with Saints Row The story looks bad You haven't seen it you don't know where anything's going to go. You don't know how the side missions are going to develop. You don't know how the characters develop. You don't know the ending. <laughs> you don't know anything. So uh, to everybody listening out there, tell all your family and friends, maybe your enemies, since they're the ones who, who are probably saying junk like this, stop tell, I mean, tell people to stop making judgments of stories that they have yet to experience. You sound foolish. You're looking for anything that you can grasp to try to make yourself sound like you're offering some kind of rational criticism or qualified judgment. You're not. You're just talking out of your ass, wasting everybody's time. And that's what's really cringe. Yeah, personally, I'm very excited. For Forspoken, it's going to fill the void left behind by the absence of Infamous. Uh, I want to play around with those powers. I want to traverse that world. I want to see what's in the world because while we have seen wide open landscapes with, you know, understandably pretty barren, pretty empty, I have seen some gameplay snippets where you are moving around and there's random encounters. I mean, I've seen that there's an experience system, there's loot, and you're getting this stuff out in the open world. So I imagine it's going to be made up of random events and random encounters, very RPG-esque. And I'm sure there's going to be places where the story missions take place. And I want to see all that. I want to see where this goes. We got a a black female lead. So I'm glad that I could support a game like that. Uh, Square Enix doing it on that luminous engine. The visuals are going to be outstanding. I want to see what they look like. Uh, that 
they've only shown one boss battle and that looks incredible. I can't wait to see those animations and really master the gameplay so that I can get my scene painting on. It looks like I'm gonna have a lot of colors to work with in this particular palette. So, I mean, Forspoken is doing a lot of great things that could yield what some might regard as a great experience. We shall see. I mean, it could go either way. I'm sure it's going to be at least a good game. And I like to take my chances on stuff like this and support it and be there on day one. Let them know like, hey, even if it doesn't stick the landing, let's keep going in this direction and keep trying to refine these ideas. Uh, AMC, how do you feel overall about Forspoken and all this ridiculous trouble? Yeah, uh, so personally, I it's not a game that I necessarily have looked at as a game that I want to buy. And it's just uh, more of... Um, you know, just keeping my options open, <laughs> like uh, kind of like it's just not one of the ones that jumps out and grabs me right away. So that's where I'm at personally with the game. Um, but also at the same time, I do want to see it do well because of the reaction, because of people writing it off, and you know, even from a standpoint of like, like just like different shows I listen to and the reactions of the hosts whenever this game comes up, and it's immediately like just kind of like uh like you know like almost like pulling your collar like style and cringe <laughs> like where you're just like oh somebody mentioned forespoken so we all have to like get uncomfortable about it and mm -hmm. assume assume the worst um all and, for our worst opinions yeah yeah and it's it's like i don't know it's like i i look at it too and it's like but like this game is probably not for you you're also the, the same people that said you couldn't play borderlands because you didn't like the dialogue yeah. when like borderlands isn't all about the dialogue <laughs> um when, when, discussing borderlands 3 is specifically because all y'all liked borderlands 2 and then somehow borderlands 3 comes out and, and now it's sophomoric and yeah. <laughs> not what borderlands 2 was <laughs> after after randy pitchford gets in a little trouble suddenly the writing of borderlands is, yeah <laughs> isn't is it the flavor of the week anymore? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's, I think it's just like, you know, kind of like hive mind mentality. It's like one person says it and they all like just parrot the same type of shit. And so, yeah, I, I would like to see Forspoken overcome that and be able to be like, you know, to be able to get it to do. Um, as I mentioned, just you, give that middle finger to all of them. Like, ah, successful anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the, the one that's coming out sooner is Saints Row. Like, uh, I mentioned to you, like maybe like a good, a good thing about like games getting delayed is that you know there is Saints Row is going to fill a void, and it people are really going to have to decide if, to not play that game. <laughs> the yeah. people who have been complaining about nothing being out are really going to have to make a decision to not play that game because mm -hmm. they don't like how it was presented or the marketing behind it. Um, as you pointed out many times, it has custom characters so it's not like yeah. you have to play as the the cringe characters that like the woke character yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and so yeah uh i i there's all those games that people are trying to say dead on arrival just because they don't like certain elements of what it what it means for the direction of the industry in games moving forward um i want to see them come out and do well so that those people can just be painted more and more into a corner of just bullshit and lies and reasons of having to come up of why they don't like things. <laughs> yeah, with the latest gameplay overview of Saints Row that sold me on getting on it day one, the action looks 
pretty damn good. And it's bringing to the table just the maximum silliness and over-the-topness that has been characteristic of the Saints Row experience without the superpowers and the ultra gangster <laughs> angle of it. <laughs> and something that I that I mentioned to people online was that, you know, games in general, especially when they have contemporary settings, tend to mirror contemporary society. So this the way society is now, the way people talk now, the way people present themselves, that is the lens through which you're going to be getting this empire building crime drama. So it's it's like you don't like it. So I guess you just don't like life <laughs> at all <laughs> because it's like, I mean, are gamers just getting old and crotchety? Is that what's going on? Like, is it's this not on my lawn shit? <laughs> Or get off my lawn. Yeah, it's this. Uh, we're trying to keep this thing pure, and I think it's that idea of like, oh, people are trying to influence this in a way that I don't like. It's not. It's not pure gaming. People aren't making the games that they're want that they want to make. They're making the games that they're being told to make. Just like, well, no, it's the same game. It's like they 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 switch up the characters, <laughs> like they yeah. they switch up the face of the characters, yada yada yada. But I mean, it's still an open world action rpg style game like all you're saying like it's literally just you don't like the character suddenly but you're getting the game that you want to play and that's that's what they're trying to do and so yeah i think there is very much a like they're you know they're trying to say that there's an there's an influence in the gaming in their in the gaming space that is not of the community it's an outside force and it's like, no, 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 this is very much a force that is within your own community. And you just don't want to see anything change. You want to get yeah. the same shit and then complain about getting the same shit at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Begging for something new. Yeah. Don't like don't like the way that the characters look. Well, the characters look like regular people. So you don't like regular people. And then also complaining about like the complaint that bothers me is uh they're trying to make it look like Fortnite. It's like, well, Fortnite has a pretty cool art style. Like, what's the problem? And even so, when you, especially in this latest gameplay overview, you can go check that out on IGN. The action 100% sets itself apart from Fortnite. Like, <laughs> it's, it just looks like a fun game. <laughs> and I just don't understand what's so difficult about just seeing a fun game rather than seeing these elements that that trigger people like people these are the same people who make fun of others for safe spaces and trigger warnings yet they're constantly trying to carve out a safe space within the gaming industry and always get triggered by the oh she has a shape side oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh his blue hair oh, oh he he looks he, he doesn't have a shirt on. He looks vapid and, and carefree. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, like, you you are the thing that you seem to have a problem with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're tearing everything down along with you. Like, you're the problem. Just fuck off somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I'm, I'm sorry for the profanity. I'll try to work on that. But at the same token, it's just God, what is, why is it so hard to just enjoy a game? Yeah. <laughs> what is so hard about that? Like, it, one, 
one person, one person had the most optimistic remark about Saints Row that I saw, and I gave him a like for it because, you know, that's, that's how I do. He was like, as long as I can run around as a big boob man and beat somebody with a dildo, I'll be happy. Yeah, <laughs> that's a Saints Row I love. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I salute you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm excited for War Spoken. I'm excited for Saints Row. It's, man, they're going to... Not only can you customize the cars, which is par for the course, but they're actually functional upgrades. Like you can get the tire shredders, mm. <laughs> hit them with that Mach 5 action. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm, look, man, I, I think I am excited about Saints Row. And I didn't think I would be saying that. I look forward to it. I only have one reservation. And I saw that there's dual wielding in the game, which is something that they had in Saints Row the Third. However, it was poorly implemented. And it pissed me off because once you upgrade it to dual wielding, that was it. Like you couldn't go back to carrying a single firearm. You had two. So that kind of took me out of my portrayal. I like to roll around with a single pistol every now and then. I like to pull out the dual pistols if it gets a little rough. And I like the I like the single pistol animations better. But you know, so hopefully they'll have a way for you to toggle that back and forth. I mean, so many games have figured out, hey, on the weapon wheel, give them an option to dual wield or single. So hopefully they figure that out. If they don't, they will get a terse tweet from me suggesting that they do something about it. So we'll see about it. Yeah. AMC, you got any more topics of the week? Top, Top, topics topics of, the of the week. week. Yes, A-Dub. Uh, this is a story that we did. It's, it's been an ongoing story for the past about two weeks now. Um, Basically, you know, with the Microsoft um, proposed acquisition of Activision, uh, there's been an ongoing investigation as to, you know, the how this is going to affect the competitive balance within the industry because we have to see if it'll be an undue balance. And with that, there comes monopoly infractions and things along those lines and so there's a lot of antitrust antitrust um litigation like uh anyways and so investigating and so with that um because of the nature of like how brazil handles it all the documents are made public mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh we oh, it's see, wonderful <laughs> yeah and so you get to see everything that's coming out from you know all parties involved that are are to be affected or involved in this situation. And, you know, the previous weeks, there had been, you know, a bit of back and forth with, uh, you know, Sony saying like, oh, it's going to affect who buys like Xbox consoles if this deal goes through. And then Microsoft basically saying like, it it won't affect things. Or or basically, (laughs) not that it won't affect things, but that Sony has, you know, has their own practices that, like maintain exclusivity rights over certain things and affects us and so meaning that like sony is not a powerless company um regardless of if this deal goes through or not uh and so this one this is the one i brought up only because it's it's somewhat in line with with something that a dub had been mentioning had been mentioning when you know the first proposal of the active uh of the acquisition was going down and so i'm gonna read this story from video games chronicle so in a document sent to brazil's administrative council for economic defense discussing the proposed acquisition microsoft claims that any concerns that call of duty would no longer appear on playstation are unfounded because it would simply not be profitable for microsoft 
So that is the headline. Uh, this is the explanation. Such a strategy, such a strategy, would be profitable only if Activision Blizzard's games were able to attract a sufficiently large number of gamers to the Xbox console ecosystem, and if Microsoft could earn enough revenue from game sales to offset the losses from not distributing such games on rival consoles. And I know when when the deal was first proposed, you had mentioned. Even if this deal goes through, it's not a guarantee that Call of Duty is now going to be exclusive because that was, you know, the Xbox fanboys, that was like the the first thing that they were saying. And then like, you know, the 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 worries of PlayStation, um PlayStation fanboys was like, oh, are we not getting uh Call of Duty anymore if we own Sony consoles this is unfair. And then you were saying, no, this is not a guarantee that exclusivity is suddenly now going only to Microsoft. And so mm-hmm. Just the idea from looking at it from their explanation and from your perspective. Um, what, what are your thoughts there? Well, what, uh, can you just summarize the explanation again? So the explanation basically was saying that they already make so much money from the game being multi-platform that they would end up losing money if they were to make it console exclusive to the Xbox because I you'd mean, be cutting out an entire segment of the community. I mean... I felt the same way about Fallout, Elder Scrolls, and Starfield, but we'll see how that turned out. But, um, I mean, you know what? This also brings up an interesting facet of the acquisition process is that before the Bethesda acquisition was finalized, Microsoft was putting out some encouraging language about how they they didn't buy Bethesda to take games away from people, and they, they're going to let Bethesda you know, operate independently and, you know, we still don't know what we're doing with exclusivity, but as soon as the deal was finalized, like, yeah, it's exclusive. (laughs) Mm. So who knows how their tone will change or how their statements may be walked back once the acquisition goes through. However, in so far as Call of Duty being that big where they would lose money if they didn't leave it multi-platform, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, it just reinforces the reality that, you know, this this isn't about console wars, it's about making money. <laughs> and they just want to make that money. Personally, I think with just with all these statements from both sides, like, of course, Sony is going to say or exaggerate whatever is necessary to try to prevent the deal from going through. And at the same time, Microsoft is also going to say whatever they have to say and exaggerate market conditions and ever whatever they can do to make the deal go through. So, yeah, that was know. like that was a part of it. Like when the story, the way it was being presented, um, and then the reaction I was hearing were like, or people were like, "Oh, like I'm like this is so petty of both of these like companies." And it's like, no, 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 they're doing exactly what. They're basically they're being asked to give their opinion on this, and they're mm-hmm. giving their opinion, yeah. and they're going to say the opinion that works out most in their favor. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's it's not like Sony has been sitting here being like, "Don't let this deal go through." Every week, yeah. like releasing some type of statement. It's that investigators came to them and said, "What do you think about this deal, and how do you think it would affect things?" Mm-hmm. And Sony is going to get Sony's not going to help Microsoft <laughs> in getting yeah. this deal, so they're going to say they're going to say what they feel, and at the same time, yeah, Microsoft is going to 
give the most positive outlook of like, hey, this is going to help us, but it's not going to eliminate Sony and uh, Nintendo from the console space. This I, it, it definitely won't. However, this idea that this acquisition is somehow necessary in order for Microsoft to be quote unquote competitive, that's just a big load of bullshit like you're already i don't think, I don't think that, yeah i don't think that they're saying like if we don't get this we're done but i think that they're saying like we it's it's the same reason why they said sony signs exclusivity deals with certain publishers so that they won't release games on game pass yeah it's like they if you ha it's business if you have an option you'll take it you'll take advantage of a certain way to you know maintain a certain amount of power within like the industry and so i like mergers and acquisitions is something that happens all the time and so yeah like i think that like if yeah if they said that obviously but i don't even think that it was at that level that like we need to make this happen because that was the case and that'd mean nintendo is is done <laughs> nintendo can't exist in gaming because it doesn't have any of that and can't compete with these two um but i think it's more of the fact that it's just like them basically saying that like yeah it, it will totally help us out but also at the same time look we also we got minecraft and we didn't make that exclusive and minecraft is one of those things that like there are certain games that are almost bigger than like the industry itself like gta 5 <clears throat> minecraft is one of them and i think that they're saying like call of duty kind of falls into that category of there's so it's it's not only established but monetarily it's iconic yeah, but also like monetarily, the numbers are there. And so you would have to look at the financials and all that and basically come up with a solution where it's like, no, we would make so much more, infinitely more, uh, just amount of like profit and revenues from the sales of these games if they're exclusive. And I think they see it that, yeah, it's this game, if this is on every platform, we already know how much we make. And so this would only just take away in order to gain, you know, more market share within the console space uh and, and i don't think that it would come out to that way and so i like i don't know that's how i i personally look at it it's like it's they're they're gonna benefit from it but it definitely would not work out in their favor like i i even as big as starfield is i don't think it's something where people are like well i was gonna get a playstation and now i'm not like yeah. it would it would be oh like, yeah it definitely doesn't have that kind of girl i mean elder scrolls definitely yeah exactly um and yeah and we'll see because like also it has to come out and we have to see how well it does it's like it's an assumption that elder scrolls is going to come out and do well like the, the other side oh that it's I, it's coming out it's doing well <laughs> I mean, people yeah. have been thirsty for elder scrolls yeah i mean if it, it had if it has sjw elements people will probably get upset yeah, she has a shape like uh so yeah i don't know it's like it's one of those things that like it's yeah they're gonna say what is most beneficial to them but i think also it's it's quite an assumption that like if this happens then sony's done because uh like the other argument they said is just how loyal that sony fan base is to that like you know to being within that ecosystem and so and with that we now have the offering of you know playstation essentials and all that stuff so it's just more and more ways to get people you know in their community and stuck in their community and so i think that just the all those factors there i think are signs that sony is going to be all right whether or not microsoft gets this game or not in their I, space i still find it unendingly amusing that for years and generations of hardware we've heard all the microsoft fans 
oh, Microsoft has all the money. They can buy whatever they want. But somehow broke Sony on the verge of bankruptcy. Sony <laughs> is able to buy them out, buy games out of Game Pass. <laughs> That's uh-huh. just that that just tickles me. It's like, oh, so I guess money can't buy everything now, can it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't just buy up the industry. People have to be willing to sell. Like there's still posture and power in this system that Sony possesses and clearly it's something that's more attractive than what microsoft is bringing to the table um and on top of that like what does sony having certain games not appear on game pass contractually have to do with the acquisition of activision well they just well they're they're saying that it it, they're saying that Sony still has power. It's like they're basically like they're this idea that Sony is going to be powerless once this deal goes through is I think what they're saying. But you would think that if Sony cutting deals to not have games on Game Pass was such a big deal, why aren't you buying the studios that you couldn't get those games on Game Pass with? <laughs> like you're not buying those, you're buying Activision and you really want that to go through. Sony's Sony's buying us out of the game. They're stymieing the growth of our platform. It's like there are thousands of games on Game Pass. Are you kidding me? It, more get added all the time. You, you're going to have, what, a day one release on Game Pass every month next year? What's the issue? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, hyping it up. Oh, God. 30 million subscribers. Oh, we got all these new games. Oh, you're going to get your, your smart delivery. You're going to have the best experience on your Xbox. But Sony bought fucking Sinron Kagura PHP Splash. Yeah. Well, that's like the other side of it, too, is that like this idea that Activision is like this major company, but the way it's covered, it's this company that's on the way out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like Blizzard can't make any good games anymore. Uh, Call of Duty is no longer with with the release of Vanguard. That was like yeah. kind of a sign that Call of Duty as a franchise is done. <laughs> and oh, like, an interesting comment <laughs> I saw was Call of Duty on console is done. They they make more money on mobile. Yeah, and so like I don't know, like once again, it's like like so. Which what is the story? Is Activision just a major player that will tilt like tilt the control of the industry, or is Activision a company that is run afoul with bad management yeah. can't can't do anything right doesn't make makes like one game every 10 years <laughs> yeah doesn't make good games anymore only makes money off of monetization <laughs> 2016 IGN game of the year overwatch yeah. Yeah, <laughs> one of the most anticipated games of all time diablo 4 yeah yeah and over overwatch 2 Doing crazy shit right now. I'm about to come out, go to replace Overwatch One. People laugh at that for some reason. Like people getting to play for free. Activision's doing all the right things insofar as their content. You know, their their inner workings <laughs> <laughs> need some polish. This would be a great time to get a job there because they got a big station up. But yeah, insofar as the the acquisition and the statements going back and forth, it's like yeah. I mean, it, it's business as usual, and you know, remember the par- remember say- the parody clause. Like, 
Sony never made a big deal, well, made a big deal or a statement about how oh, the parody clause is holding back, you know, people getting the most out of our platform. Like, uh, come on, you guys, let's let's not get crazy here. This is just you're seeing business in the daylight. And now you think that a conspiracy is being uncovered or something. It's like, no, this is just how business works. And this is what competition looks like. You said competition's good. Remember? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is competition. They are competing for market share. They are competing for content in order to increase their market share. They are competing for your dollars. They're giving you deals and services, and they're trying to bolster their offerings for the good of the player. For the good of their pockets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, as I like these statements wouldn't be out if it wasn't for the way that like the the way the investigation is handled in <laughs> Brazil as opposed to other countries. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not like Sony is, you know, just intentionally trying to like dry snitch on Xbox and then yeah. Xbox is now coming back and trying to take down Sony. It's they got asked questions they made they had to make the statements and now mm -hmm. somebody's like oh and this is what they said <laughs> they, i mean there are rules to this they yeah. have to be honest they yeah. have to be informative <laughs> and that's just how they feel about things i mean it's yeah call of duty is an iconic franchise for that kind of game to ever end up being exclusive to any one platform that would deal a significant impacts to the landscape of the industry especially just in the first person genre itself um sony having these deals where games can't be on game pass i mean that does suck for the growth and expansion of the platform but there are plenty of games that don't have those kind of deals so it's not like sony is just preventing game pass from ever having anything new shit comes out on there all the time so <laughs> like enjoy what you yeah. And also like from I don't know, from the consumer's perspective, it's you can't have everything. And yeah. like there's this idea of like, well, if I get a console, I should be able to have access to any video game ever made. There should just be one console. <laughs> yeah. And that's like, no, part of what entices people to come is that idea of like, you know, having access to certain things. And they're trying to create an ecosystem within that to, you know, keep you there. And yeah, it's like there's some downside to it, but there's also it's what keeps the companies always working towards trying to figure out ways to, you know, be more attractive to the consumer. And so like there are money. Yeah. And then from our, <laughs> from our perspective, we sit there and then we decide, is it good or bad? <laughs> it's like you like it's what you never want to do with business is add some type of morality to it. Like, well, this company is good yeah. and this one is bad. It's yeah. Like, no, no, no. When people are trying to make money, they're going to make choices that come out, that end up with them making more money. <laughs> the consequences be damned. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, shit, what was I about to say? I was about to say something. <laughs> it wasn't, clearly it wasn't terribly important. But it's also, but yeah, it's like, oh, it's, it's the whole, like, the same people telling you competition is good don't want competition to actually affect them because yeah. like you're saying like everybody wants every game access to every game it's like well you also want them to be competitive so you can get prices and new content and reasons for them to get your money so different <laughs> consoles <laughs> that's yeah. what you get different <laughs> libraries that's what you get that's competition can't have it both ways one mm -hmm. console to rule them all one library to rule them all 
that's not competition. Yeah. <laughs> and also there. when you have that, things start to really decline because you have one person who has no competition and then they just start doing whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> or doing nothing at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, it's it's $900 now. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Fuck you. <laughs> Do some, go, go get another console. Oh, wait. You can't. <laughs> and, ga- and games are also $900. Each. Yeah. <laughs> because why not? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give, yeah I mean, me, give me your money. Bury me with your money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it is what it is. I mean, do you have any? Uh, you have any other stories? A dub. I ain't got nothing else. I'm tapped out. I mean, we did watch that THQ showcase, and uh, while you know, new games, new things to be excited for, especially Jagged Alliance Three. I think that's going to be a banger, but not really much that I would consider noteworthy in my book. So yeah. I, I did like the presenters a good deal. I think I want to see more of them in the future. Uh, THQ Nordic, they have an impressive array of studios and properties and i'm looking forward to seeing more from like what is that airship syndicate and you know whoever like whoever made battle chasers in the the league of legends rpg the ruined king i want to see more of that stuff but insofar as what was shown at that showcase there was some cute stuff space for sale was cute that's no Man's Sky meets Bug Snacks. We we officially deemed it No Man's Snacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that look that looked kind of awesome. Uh, they had multiple offerings within the space of like cars doing stunts and destruction things <laughs> of that nature. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like maybe they're trying to maybe they're trying to make a play for for that particular genre. I don't know, but yeah, overall it was an okay show, but nothing that that I would write home about. How, what did you think of it? Um, yeah, it's exact. Like I, I did watch it, and I did have some thoughts. Like, kind of like almost like first. First, I had the thoughts like, was this necessary? <laughs> and then, but then I was like, if there's like, there's always like, if there's one game that's interesting, then it was. Then it, it served its purpose. And yeah, as you said, that Jagged Alliance three game was the game for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also excited for Alone in the Dark. Yeah. I will say that, and they and led with that. As little, as little as I care about the games, I know that there is like a you know, a devoted community behind destroy all humans. And so they got they got <laughs> their alien open world fuck everything up game. Yeah. Uh, that they can look forward to. And People they like don't to... they don't they don't complain about the dialogue. Yeah. Wokeness of that game. <laughs> they don't People care like... about being able to relate to the main character of that game. Yeah. People like SpongeBob, so they saw that. They got that oh. for, the, for those fans. Um and yeah, and then for everybody else who likes real time strategy games, you got about like eight of those in this conference. So many. So many. Um, and so, yeah. Futuristic. You got medieval. <laughs> expanding your empire. Yeah. Um, uh, so, doing yeah. business for your dad. And also, like, from another standpoint, it's like, not th- these games don't aren't necessarily going to get their exposure in, like, a state of play. There's just, there are so many games, and, you know, Sony has, you know, as we learned, they have their... Their their co promotional deals that they have with certain companies, and then they also going to promote their shit. So there's certain games that might not like see the light of day on like a state of play on or on the direct. So I kind of see like I see from the standpoint of THQ Nordic, they gotta you know they gotta like market these games, and so why not have their own presentation? And it as we mentioned, it wasn't a bad one. And so yeah, I hope I hope to see more of this from other other companies. And um, you know, they said that there'll also be a Gamescom, so look forward to that. <laughs> um, but yeah, not not the um, 
it wasn't mind blowing, but also at the same time, I guess because it wasn't a state of play, people didn't react or like extremely negative towards it. So that is yeah. that is a positive. <laughs> I don't even think most people know it happened. Yeah, <laughs> and there was like one thread about it. So I was like, "Are you guys excited?" <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, that's no knock against THQ Nordic. Like I said, they no, I'm. I have THQ Nordic games. I enjoy them. I still need to go back and finish Biomutant. I think that's, you know, it's a fun little game. They make fun little games. They are so on the cusp of becoming a top-tier imprint. It, they just have to put more money and time into these projects. I think they can really do it. But yeah. It's also just a reminder, too, is, like, there are all these games out here that, like, people are super excited for that like we might not be excited for and so so like you know like when people see something they're not excited about it and they're like i don't see anybody talking about this just know that there is a big community out there that you have no interaction with that was super excited for whatever part two of a game that you've never heard of <laughs> come out because like even when i saw jagged alliance i was like damn that game looks dope and then i was like wait there's like two other of these games that came out. <laughs> <laughs> when that three popped <laughs> And so, like, I don't know, it's just a reminder that, like, you know, if it's like, oh, like, I don't hear people talking about this, it's like, well, there was clearly two other of these games, and they did well enough to now have a third of it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, before before you judge and make those, you know, those those broad sweeping, those <laughs> sweeping asinine things. remarks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that's all I got. A dub. Do you have any final words before we get out of here? Uh, you know. Try to stay cool. Heat exhaustion is real. Climate change is happening right in front of your eyes. So <laughs> stay hydrated. Stay in the shade. And stay positive. Don't don't be a jackass. <laughs> Keep all your little negative opinions bottled up inside of you, and just learn how to see the good and stuff. Learn how to enjoy things. Learn how to learn how to. Troll of the week. <laughs> 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 Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is AMC. We are Control Issues. Thanks for playing. Sucker. Thank you.